Oh my gosh, that yeah. epic intro. What's yeah. up, guys? Welcome back. <laughs> Hola. We're the Stressed Out Podcast. Stressed Out Podcast. Stressed Out. Mm-hmm. Are you guys stressed out? You know what? I'm not stressed out. I feel pretty damn good. Do you? That's the good. The sun is shining. It's yeah, a good yeah. day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day. but It really is, man. I just I just want to go swimming. I just don't have time. I have week. been swimming. I started swimming finally yeah. for the first time in six months. I finally used my pool. And I've been doing 20 laps every day. I just jump in the ocean. Well, you are a braver person than I. Why is that brave? Because, like, there's sharks out there. There's sharks, but, you know, at the same time, there's, like, a lot of people in there. You know, I've got skinny legs. I'm not the meatiest selection, so I figure <laughs> they're going to go for somebody who has, like, a little bit of a meatier. Yeah. You know. I know they're they, going to go for cankles. They definitely you know? look for, like, you know, the surfers, because below, from below, that looks like a seal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I literally just look like two strips of, like, really, 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 like, brambles on the firewood, you know? Like, I'm not, like, a meaty snack. I'm not a corn dog. I'm, like, a little pig in a blanket. You yeah. Know? You know so. what? I used to swim in the ocean back in Canada, and it's freezing, and I gave myself hypothermia twice. Like this LA? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is so cold. I mean, you know what? The ocean, like, the temperature actually doesn't vary that much between really? here in Canada. Yeah, and, and year-round, it doesn't vary that much. Mm-hmm. It only, like, varies a few degrees. Um, whereas, like, you know, lakes can really warm up or really get cold. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I uh, we did this thing where um, in my high school, it was called the polar bear swim. You guys ever heard of these before? Of course I've heard of that whiteness. <laughs> so we had swim. this, like, I'm going to tell this quick tale. We had this tradition on the last day of high school before you go to Christmas break on, you know, everyone shows up really early Uh in the morning, like 7 a.m. Right. You've got your bathing suits on and, you know, they they count down from 10 and everyone just runs into the water and then most people run back out. But whoever stays out the longest wins. And now I'm pretty competitive. So in grade 11 and grade 12, or I guess you'd say junior year and senior year in America, I was like, I'm going to win this. And I... Stayed out there. I was out there for 20 minutes and came down to me and the school president. And I was like, I'm going to die out here. So you better get out. But he was refusing to get out. And um, there was like an ambulance on hand. And they came on the megaphone. And like, you have to get out. Like, you know, stay any longer. It's too dangerous. And I, as I walked out, my entire body was super, super red like a lobster. Mm-hmm. And when you get that cold, it's like you don't feel it anymore. Right. And like you don't realize like your muscles aren't working. So the water was like at my knees. And... You know, I just fell and my gym teacher ran in and carried me out. And then uh, they took me to this girl's house who lived right by the beach and put me in like a lukewarm bath. But when you're that cold, like even just like a lukewarm water feels like it's burning. And it is so painful. Like you feel so nauseous and it's like you feel like you're going to vomit even though there's nothing inside you. But your body's trying to like restart itself because it thinks you're dying. See Haley Ray. I know. Haley Race is the craziest one out of <laughs> I all know, of us. That, I know, know it was stupid, but it was like, I had to win. Stuff like this makes me believe white people came from a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, I'm not into swimming <laughs> in the ocean anymore. I'm not going to no water until I turn it. Well, I don't. <laughs> no, dude. Well, uh, th- that's not necessarily true. So David and I know this guy. Uh-huh. Black dude. His name's Nate. Okay. Craziest person. But I don't think Nate's that crazy. Dude, he punched one of our friends in the face for no reason. Oh, that's and then, that's a crazy. And, and then and then like he jumped in the ocean, like during like it was like November or December, and yeah. it was like freezing out, and he was like doing backstroke. It was actually May, May, and we were all no, dude, it wasn't in. It May. was Cinco de Mayo. We had that fight party at my house, but it was cold. In May, it it's was cold. Fr- no, yeah. it was freezing. Yeah, it was freezing. We really? were freezing on the beach with our with which a beach. On. Santa Monica, we Malibu, were, one of them. We, 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 anyways, we were freezing on the beach. We were standing around in a circle, like, be like, let's get out of here. And this dude had his clothes off, pretty much just his shorts on, and mm-hmm. was doing, like, backstrokes in the ocean while, like, it, 
heavy winds that were thick. It felt like winter. So, like, wh- was, I don't understand what happened. Like, he just punched and then ran to the ocean? Like, why? No, that was a, sep- that was a separate occasion. Those were separate occasions. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. He, yeah, I thought this but, was all one you know, motion. He's a very impulsive dude. I haven't seen him in years. Very impulsive. He's awesome. But, you know, the thing is, is like, yeah, on, on average, I would say with stuff like that, Mm-hmm. White people are crazier, you know. Whenever it comes to like jump in the ocean, get <laughs> we do some pretty stupid stuff, shit, you know. Yeah. So I've heard it's good for you, that. like if you just run in and run out. Well, no, the ocean's good because of salt and everything. I guess. Know? So when I was little, I wanted to be a mermaid, and then I'd feel the ocean. I was like, oh fuck no. Yeah. Well, I don't know. In the summertime, it feels. I, good. I can't. What? What is this? This is the Pacific Ocean, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't even know either. Pacific what? Atlantic. This, no, you, the, the, no, you did I not. I did not know. I guess Atlantic, you know, Bruce Springsteen has a song called Atlantic City, yeah. and that was in New Jersey when he recorded that, so I'm yeah. guessing that... It's, it's, the the Pacific Ocean sucks. It's cold. Yeah. This is white people ocean. Black people are not meant to live in California. You don't yeah. think? No, this ocean is too cold. But they, you're living here. Yeah, but I don't go to the ocean. Okay. Well, let me just say the Pacific Ocean is not for black people to get in. Dude, in the summertime, it's not that cold. Bro, in the, yeah, but it's like now? it's still cold. I just took my daughter to the beach. She went in the water. Yes, because she's crazy. Oh, yeah. dude! And my my grandmother you, my grandmother's white, so I think the whiteness skipped a generation and it hit her. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so okay, what would you rather, ocean or lake? Lake. Okay. Ocean. What would you rather? Okay, so for you, lake or pool? Lake. Ocean lake. or pool or lake? Okay. All right. You know, the closer to nature, because that's what, like, recharges me. Yeah, it's fun to swim and everything like that, but it's like, you're in chlorine and everything. Not to sound like a hippie, but it's like, it recharges your brain yeah. when you when you are in nature, because that's where we're, that's pretty much where we started out. And so there's something about it. There's no distraction. There's nothing man-made, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's just you and, like, your natural habitat. Although I like, have been to a man-made lake. People in cities, like lots of times, most of the time, don't live as long. And the reason why is because really? there's so much stress. stress. Yes, that's what the studies show, you know. And huh. um, there's more stress living in a major metropolitan city, you know. But if you live in the You got to hear horns all day. And Yeah, I mean, when we lived in Koreatown, <laughs> I just snap. You can ask David. We were walking back home one night, and the sprinklers just came on out of nowhere. I go, I hate this place. That was, oh, it was yeah. so hilarious. I hate yeah. Koreatown, too. Sorry. Koreatown. Yeah. Koreatown is like where every new actor and actress move. Because I you, feel like I always cheap. end up there. Yeah, you can get yeah. you can get a studio. Well, back when me and Matt lived there, this wasn't even that long ago. But mm-hmm. like every year, the rent increases by like. Five. Back yeah. back when I was living in Koreatown, my studio was seven hundred and fifty dollars. That same me studio too. now is a thousand seventy five. Did you same hear studio? That? Did you check? Yeah. Wow, dude, that was that was a good time though living. That, in that was building. a good time in my life. Stuff was so simpler. All we had to worry about was going to hit open mics and get booked on shows. <laughs> we used to drive to, or- what was this, 2011? 2011, you threw a, roo- a couch off of the roof. I was so And college. I would have been his accomplice. I was like incur- I was like the little white devil on his shoulder being like, come on, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and we- he took an old couch, threw it off the roof, and it landed in front of this tiny little Mexican lady, like oh, right yeah. in front of her. Almost went to jail for murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I could have. He could have. He didn't almost. He, oh, didn't but if it was an accident, wouldn't that be manslaughter? Was- yeah, act- he right. a couch off a roof. <laughs> I mean, I'm like pretty negligent. You know, but but here's the thing though: she was walking out of the laundry room and it landed right in front of her. Like we had God watching over us, <laughs> yeah, like, and she did too. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like the couch landed right in front of her. It was like a Looney Tune cartoon, wow. like something like would happen to Roadrunner. Like it landed right in front of her, and it That's landed in the trash. Shit. It landed in the trash can. <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah, so. Everything happens for a reason. There's some crazy stuff that happened at that building. Yeah. And it's, it was just, it was a fun time. Like, it, the, the the floors, like, it was this old carpeting. It looked like the movie The Shining. Oh. And there was this family on the first floor that had, like, livestock. It was like maybe oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. was in their house. They had, like, a goat, a <laughs> the rabbit, first floor a was turtle. Horrible. And they were always cooking. <laughs> and it smelled so rancid that it would, like, seep under our doors like a ghost. And we could just smell it. Oh, it boy. awful. Did y'all hear that half you know, of Koreatown might become Bangladesh town or little Bangladesh? That why? sounds awful. I yeah. don't even know anything about why Bangladesh. Not? They're having this like war right now, like in K-Town of like the Koreans versus the Bangladesh people. <laughs> like fight over land? Yeah, because they have like, it's literally like a thing you have to go vote on. I think it's this week if you want to keep it K-Town or you want to let Bangladesh town take over half. What do you want? I don't give a damn. No, I know. I don't, I'm, don't just, give I'm a asking damn you to make an impulse. Honestly, decision. it should be little Mexico. <laughs> well, yeah. no, the bad side, Pretty yeah, much, is like yeah. Little Mexico. No, no matter where you live in K Town, there's more Mexicans than anything. You yeah. think? Hell oh, yes. yeah. Where else? Like it literally. I feel like <laughs> those. Sh- there's like these little sidewalk shops to where you feel like you're on the Oregon Trail. There's like some lady like knitting afkins and like selling mm. like you know tamales. And I'm like, dude, where are we? This is like the 1800s. Yeah, I feel like by MacArthur Park, you know, where they're all out selling food on the carts. But that's not K Town. That's I know, but that's like feels like Little Mexico. I would never eat eat one of those things that comes out of like a cart. Nah. Neither. neither. Creeps me out. I remember I ate like uh, me and Jeremy Scipio down our house when we lived in North Hollywood. We would eat at this like like one of those outdoor grills that was like on the side of the street. And Jeremy's like, you got to try it. And it was actually really good. But then one day Jeremy goes, yeah, it's street meat. <laughs> and when I heard him say those two words together, <laughs> I was like, I'm never eating this again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> creep me out. <laughs> so. Good old street meat. You don't really gross. know what's in there. No, it could be like rat ears or something. Right, and it's not like they have to follow any health codes. No, not at all. They can do whatever they want. There's nobody breathing over their shoulder. Speaking of, did you all see that video where that... That white lady was calling on the little eight-year-old black kid. Yeah, they call it. They call it water. They call it permit patty. Yeah, permit patty. Was it the same girl? No, 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 different one. Who was the last one? I forget her name. Some crazy lady. But this is the thing. Look, during this time, white people stay in your places. If somebody's not getting killed or robbed, do not call the police. The other white lady. In, in in the bay, call the police on the black people barbecuing. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, right. Come on, that. stay in your place. Yeah, you will. You this lady permit Patty has lost her sponsors. She's getting death threats. But she had sponsors. Yeah, she was working with Weed Shop, so she oh. lost those. Oh, okay. She she's getting death threats. Uh huh. And she's probably gonna have to move out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's not worth it. Stay out of people's just stay business. Stay out of people's business. Yeah. You know what? Like, even if you see somebody doing a drug deal, just like. I'm like, not. Like, just stay out of your business. You know stay how many. Business. In L.A., when I used to live downtown, you know how many drug deals I passed and how That's many That's my point, though. But people who live in these, like, small, like, secluded areas, they're not used to, like, they're like, just leave people alone. Yes. Just learn to leave. Mm-hmm. People alone. Leave well enough alone. And the police are busy enough. Yes. People you know. live in these. It, it, you know what it is? Especially with video cameras, dude. It boils down to control. Yep. Like, there there are people who, like, have to live in this perfect space, and they want to control other people. And that comes in all forms. It comes in if you call the cops on people. It comes in if you're always complaining to, like, management. It comes if you fill out Yelp reviews. It comes if you're trying to censor, like, speech. Like, there's all these different ways that it can manifest. But, like, just trying to control your environment 
is just it makes you a really annoying and unlikable person. Absolutely. Like you just gotta leave people alone. Like the thing is, is is we are always gonna live in a world that has and I'm not saying like don't do anything and don't stand up for what's right, but we're always gonna live in a world where there's different people who do things differently than you and who have different opinions, different thoughts, different beliefs. And it's like when people try to control all that, it mm-hmm. just makes you a psychopath. Like, yeah. don't call the cops on people. I mean, it, yeah, if somebody's waving a gun in somebody's face, mm-hmm. call the cops. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, it's just, it's... The stuff that... It's sh- just the co- weird. The, the stuff that the cops should be called on is not called on. Yeah, Like that little boy being stabbed to death in Brooklyn or New right. York, wherever it I was. didn't hear about that because yeah, I have been they, watching the news. What happened? These, like, five grown men with machetes and knives killed this little boy. Mistaken identity. They stabbed Stupid. they they yeah. stabbed him to death. Yeah. It's where insane, where man. where was permit Patty then? Right. <laughs> well, see, the thing is is like the quote unquote permit Patty. It's just people who it's like they have like that fight or flight thing activating their brain and like over like times when it has no business being activated. Mm-hmm. You know but, what I mean? But like, bro- <laughs> people think they're in danger when they're really not. Like that's the problem and it comes from not being educated and it it comes from being a stupid person. All honestly. these white women have something in common. I am a white woman. No, 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 no. I'm saying the ones who are calling the cops. Oh, okay. They're. A, I'm a heavy guy. They're a little on the heavier side. Mm-hmm. They're not that physically attractive. So they probably don't have a man. When you don't have a spouse, little. that's what you do. If you're, I don't know which, I, it probably goes the other way. Because they are the way they are, they don't have a man. Or I don't know if it's because they don't have a man, they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Picking. I feel like people who, who want that control so bad, I usually notice that they're people that earlier in life, like they were bullied or something, and they had no control. So when they grow up, they are these control, control freaks, or they go into positions like they want to be a security guard or they a were cop the, or something like that. They were the ones in elementary school who wanted to be the line leader or the name <laughs> or the name taker. <laughs> What's the name yeah. taker? When, you're, when your teacher leaves the room and she leaves somebody to take names, whoever talks. Oh, yeah. yeah, But it's not just, it manifests in what you just said, but it comes out in other ways, too. It's like people, too, who are overtly politically correct. It's like just anybody who's trying to control Mm -hmm. way too much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like control, like, people. Like, it never makes you a good person if you're trying to control people. Yeah, I understand, like, like the need for control. Yeah, but it's like a false blanket. It's a false Mm -hmm. security. And the thing is, is like, People who do that ultimately end up being alone mm-hmm. because like you have to learn how to let go of control. If you're a control freak on on everything and you feel like you got to control other people, you will ultimately be alone, which is Absolutely. the worst thing a human being can be. Like if you are somebody who is just always criticizing people, always trying to get people in trouble, always just nitpick, you're going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't have to be. You can change that. But it's like. Like control is going, nobody wants to be around that. Mm-hmm. At least other healthy people don't. And even control freaks don't want to be around that because they want to control too. So, you know, like ultimately you're going to end up being alone. Yeah, you can't control a, like the whole world you can only around con- you. You can't even really control anything, arguably. You can just work on yourself and that's exactly. it. Exactly. You can't control, like even, you know. Like, I mean, I disagree a little bit because like for me, I'm kind of like OCD, you know, so I'm control freak in the way that like I want all the pillows in my bed a certain way and I want all my clothes hung up a certain way. But that doesn't affect anyone else. It doesn't. No, that doesn't affect anyone else. But like you have to, like if, if that if that's enough 
and then you can go out in your life and then you can be spontaneous mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And not call Which the cops I can. And, and not, not call the cops on people and then also not fill out a ton of Yelp reviews and not like <laughs> complain like I never do Yelp reviews. What did these people do? What like yeah. all right. <clears throat> so now with YouTube and Facebook and Yelp and all these things, people are able to be a lot more expressive and share their views, mm-hmm. whether they're negative or positive. Everybody's got an opinion. What did these negative people do back in the day when all you had was the yellow pages and a map? They just talk shit to each other. Yeah, they just gossiped. There's negative. That's really what it is. Is like they just they just gossiped. Like, uh, dude, those people are so hard to be around. Oh uh, yeah, bro. I don't do it. I'll leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or I just won't mess with you. you I know? mean, all people get you. Everybody goes through stuff. And you need to talk about it so you don't explode. But it's like when people's lives are always falling apart, you know what I mean? It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if why your is life some, is always falling why apart. Why is some bad shit always happening to your ass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't it's a know. Great mystery. But also, you, why do good thing, bad things happen to good people? Well, that, you know, people go through stuff. You know, when it rains, it pours. You go through seasons. I mean, I've had things when it's just like one thing after the other. But it's like I don't stay there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Just if my car breaks down, that doesn't have to become me. That doesn't have to define me. Mm-hmm. Some people car will break down and they're like, oh, now that my car broke. When my car broke down, I lost my job. My job made me lose my apartment. Right. When I lost my apartment. I lost my girlfriend. It's like chain reaction. Right. Yeah. You didn't want to stop it right there because there are too many ways to get around right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. To where you don't have I to agree. rely on a car. So you're using that as an excuse. If this were 20 years, 10 years ago, and you lived maybe out like Glendellish, I don't know how the bus system was back in the day, but if you live far, just say you live far and you had a far commute uh-huh. to work, I could understand that. Mm-hmm. But now you don't have a car. You don't have to pay insurance. If you have a car note, Maybe you don't have to pay that car note. Maybe the car mm-hmm. will be totaled out. You were in a wreck or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now you have money to Uber to work. Or, and, ma- or if you want to be an Uber driver, they I think they give you a car. Exactly. Or maybe you catch the bus to work and Uber back because you're tired when you get off. There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. Now you save up your money, get your little $1,000 bucket, mm-hmm. get the $1,000 use out of it, maybe last you six months to a year until you build back up. There's no, like, I've been with and without a car. Oh, yeah. And and I still did the same shit that I'm doing. I was still everywhere I needed to be. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. Dude, like, I find, you find ways to be able to get to where, like, okay, like, my car got a flat one day, right? Mm -hmm. And it was right before I had had a meeting with an agent. Mm -hmm. Like, my tire was totally flat. So I popped my trunk. I got in my car. I hadn't had to change a tire. My dealership didn't give me a spare tire. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, crap. So I had to go ahead and I had to go like get an Uber. Mm-hmm. And then I call the, uh, I call the, you know, the, the triple, not triple A, but my insurance to be able to get roadside assistance. And they're like, yeah, we'll send somebody there in an hour. They didn't show up. I had an hour to get to a gig in Sierra Madre. So I just had to Uber there. And then I was like, I had to pretty much use the money that they were paying me pretty much for Uber because Sierra Madre is a far way away. But it's like, a lot of people let that kind of stuff completely disrupt everything and then they let themselves fall apart mm-hmm. like right there. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like in that sense, you have control. You know, you don't have to let like it become like a chain reaction to where it's like and then all of a sudden you end up getting a divorce, you know, <laughs> but some people end up doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
life is sometimes you're swimming upstream, you know, and then some people just let themselves be carried away. I feel like I I do the opposite. Like when shit goes down, I go into this like hyperdrive of like got to get everything together right away. Damn right. You know, but it works out. But like, I mean, I've had some pretty extreme shit happen to me since I moved to California, Mm -hmm. but it's like only about once a year. It's like that when it rains, it pours. It all happens at once. But then I like... Why Work real is hard, that? get my shit together. Why does that why, happen to no, me? No, no, no. I'm saying, why With does people? that happen just to people? Because like, sometimes we, sometimes we need. Because the reason why it happens, I believe, is because you allow it to happen. Like I just said, the chain reaction. No, but I mean, like in different directions. You know what I mean? Like, let's say this happens, and then something else that's totally not related to that. Like, Such you know what I mean? Like something happens. Let's say your car breaks down, and then all of a sudden, it's like. Um, your agent drops you or something like that, but but like has nothing to do with your car breaking down. You know what I mean? Like like when you go through stuff, sometimes it's like a lot at once. But it's like when it rains, it pours. You know what I mean? Because you've let that negative energy soak into you. Yeah, I mean, I believe that to an extent, but I also believe that like sometimes you like you going through stuff, like is actually something that you need. Absolutely. Like you go. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. I don't think it's always your fault that you've let negative energy in. I think. Sometimes you need to learn a lesson, you know, but, you know I'm and so, shit happens. I'm so, so appreciative, you, can, you know, so, so you can go through something and learn something, you know, I've, I'm so appreciative because it's like if I lose my car and lose my agency, lose my manager, lose a TV show or a show I'm on. Those were things that I didn't have to have. I don't need those things to survive. Yeah. No, I, that's I, I, I wake I up too. with a, I wake up with a, a sound mind. All my body parts are functioning. I'm good. Mm-hmm. The rest are extras. Yeah, dude, people, you have to remind yourself to be grateful. Ex- people you know? make existing too complicated mm-hmm. sometimes. Yes, I want a Lamborghini. I want a Ferrari. I want a McLaren. I want a closet full of Gucci shoes. Christians. You want that all at once? No, I'm just saying that's mm-hmm. what I'm building towards, you know? But it's like if I don't have it, I'm still a human. Dude, that's what I was talking to someone the other day. Like I used to let career stuff like stress me out and like anymore i just look at everything is like and i still get caught up in stuff because i'm human it's an extra but but i look at so much of what you're after is so trivial and it's weird because sometimes the more you let go of stuff the more that stuff comes back to you Mm -hmm. you know when you're not so obsessive about it you know like of controlling everything like Sometimes when I just take my hands off the steering wheel and I just pray and I'm like, all right, God, I really don't care what happens. <laughs> just do whatever it is I'm supposed to do. I'm working really hard. Uh-huh. I'm going to stop trying to control everything. All of a sudden, boom. You're like, literally, sh- Jesus, take the wheel. You li- legitimately, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it just shows up, you know, mm-hmm. what I need. Yeah, I mean, you So know. there's a time to work really hard, but then there's also a time to kind of sit back and sort of just like chill. You're gonna, you know, you, and, you, and watch what you the work you've put in. I think our careers are like going to the gym, exercising, and dieting. Mm-hmm. If you put your everything into it that you're supposed to, you know what I'm saying, even if you slip up a few days, the results are going to show. In six months, if both of us started dieting and exercise, mm-hmm. I dropped 75 pounds, you dropped 10, mm-hmm. then we know you said you were, but you were not doing something right. Mm-hmm. Either you were slacking off eating or right. slacking off in the gym. What the work you do is gonna show off. Yeah, the, I agree. The, whether whether it's six months, three months, a year, or two years, mm-hmm. you do what you do and give it a hundred percent, and life 
is going to appreciate that. The but that's what's been amazing this last year. I've just started to see the fruits of my labor. Like it's it, been bro, showing up because I, I work so hard, you know, and it's like it's with, finally showing up the, after eight years. Hey, bro, for sure. Right here, too, Woo. man. You know, within like, the last year, <laughs> your boy is becoming yeah. a hot commodity around. I'm like, oh, getting calls. <laughs> I yeah, got I, I got a, I got a call yesterday. Uh, well, I guess I'm breaking the news to you guys too. Chloe mm-hmm. Kardashian's show, <laughs> Body Revenge, wants me to be on it. Dude, oh my that's god, that's dope, awesome! Man. But I mean, you mean Revenge Body? Revenge, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's, awesome. It's like um, I don't. But, uh, you know, I'd be thinking, like, should I do a reality TV show? Even though, dude, it's- I mean, do whatever you really legit want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no. You know, like if you want to do it, do it's, it. Yeah, because you know? it's not it's not like traditional reality shows like the real world. Yeah. Or basketball wives. It's Dude. It's, I say take every opportunity you get, you yeah. know, if if as it's in, as, like be the be the best person you can be, try the best you yeah. can and like you know, the rest up to the universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's only adding on to my resume. It's not taking away from right, it. Right. It's not taking anything mm-hmm. away. Like I've been filming sketches like probably like 4 days a week, doing stand up every day and like I was like this year, I was like, I want to pitch a show. And the other day, I like prayed, and then I was like, okay. I was like, I need some extra money. And I was like, show me what it is I need to do because I'm doing everything that I know how to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And the next morning, um, I uploaded a uh, sketch reel. Okay. I, and, and right as I hit upload, mm-hmm. my old manager, old manager, texted me. And he goes, hey, Saturday Night Live is looking for more people again. Can you send me a sketch reel? Oh, wow. Right as I hit upload. Like, I like, got one. Right as I hit, hit upload. And then it was loading as he texted me that. He goes, send me a sketch reel. And I was uploading a sketch reel. Yeah. And this was like, I prayed. I like got down on my knees that night and I prayed. And I'm not saying I'm going to get on SNL. That's to uh-huh. be determined. Like it's, but, but my point is, is that shows that I'm like doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what? You know okay, what I mean? so I tell you the funniest thing. I was actually thinking about how you would be perfect for SNL because and the reason this came up was you know how like in the news right now Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande like they just got engaged and there's yeah, all this buzz. Yeah, yeah. And um you know, so I was like on the news on my on my phone. I was like scrolling through and then Adam was like, "Oh, that kind of looks like Matt." And I was like, "It does look like Matt." And then I was thinking like and he you know, we're talking about, "Oh, he's on SNL this Pete Davidson character." And I was like, "Yeah, and Matt would be really good for SNL." And then it's funny you're like telling me this now because we were just talking this last uh, week. Everybody's always said that to me. I mean, I want to have my own sketch show because I like mm-hmm. I'm. That's one thing I'm like a the Amanda freak show, about. but for adults. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, like I just really have like specific visions for my sketches, uh-huh. and it's like you know, I mean, I like to be able to have like that creative freedom. But I would love to be on SNL, you know. That's awesome. I mean, but it's something that I'm not like I'd rather have my own show. But like if they called, you know, I would of course I would do that. Take you know? that. Take every I'm not opportunity. Be like, I'm not gonna be like, hey, just give me my own show and <laughs> you know. But right. that's ideally that's I think it would make more sense to do SNL and then have your own show. You know, you could totally do that. Yeah. that. Absolutely. Right. You know, and you learn things from everything. Like SNL in a lot of ways is like the ultimate boot camp because it's like you're fighting for airtime. Like everybody's competing to get their sketches on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very, very like stressful environment. But that, see, I don't run from that kind of stuff. I think that stuff's good for you mm-hmm. because anytime you're in like a really stressful just situation, it makes everything else in your life easier. You know what I mean? Like we we're talking about when it rains, it pours. Those things are good sometimes because then 
other things in retrospect are easier. You know what I mean? Like, let's say last week, David, his car broke down, let's say, and then all of a sudden something happened. This next week when he has his stuff together, it's going to be so much easier to just be able to manage life, and you're going to be able to be such a stronger person. That's why people now are, like, snapping. Like, a lot of millennials, like, they can't take stuff because it's, like, trying to save everybody from adversity and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Actually makes you a weak person, mm-hmm. you know? And also because of what we talked about last week. Was I here last week? Yes. Yeah. What did we talk about? We had Kanikan. That every kid oh, yeah. gets a trophy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so silly. Eighth place trophies. Tenth. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> a tenth place My trophy. My mama wouldn't let me brought no eighth place trophy <laughs> in her house. Yeah. My mama didn't allow me to bring no second or third place trophies in her house. It was only yeah. the first place trophies. I remember we had, like, participant ribbons. Participant. <laughs> that was a real thing. That's These, funny. like, uh, I was uh, disciplined. I dropped my daughter off to her mom's house the other day. And I was, uh, she's three, but I was disciplining her. I don't whoop my daughter because I feel like that's when you've lost. I've mm-hmm. never had to, dis- I've never Is that had even to- legal? I don't know. I've never, I've never <laughs> yeah, had to hit. Do. I got my ass beat growing up. I did too. Yeah, but I don't think it's legal anymore. I got like flogged. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, I was disciplining, disciplining her, and her mom was like, "Why are you so mean?" And I'm like, "This is not mean. It's called being stern." Mm-hmm. And I said, "If you're worried about mean, how do you think this world is world is going to treat her? Dude. There's nothing nice yes. in this world for her once she turns 18." Have mm-hmm. you seen people whose parents didn't discipline them, how they act when, yes. when people tell them no? Yes. It's insane, right? They, they can't take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By, I was reading or watching something the other day, and by the time a kid turns 10, they've heard no 150,000 times on average. And they've only heard yes 5,000 times, even though that goes against. But just in society, like, mm. you know, teacher, can I do this? No. I don't ever tell my daughter no. I say not right now. Yeah. But what if it is like a definite forever no? Hang on. If she asks for something crazy. Yeah. I got to call this guy about my paycheck super quick. It's all good. Let me hold $50, Nick. <laughs> you got me? Ma- yes, I got Chick fil A on Matt today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so today we were going to, originally we were going to talk about becoming, every year in LA, you become more. L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last week, I got a gold facial, and I shopped at Air One. A gold facial. Wait, first I need to hear about the gold facial. How do they do that? It's like little sheets of gold they put on your face. Oh, okay. I think I have the under eye thingies yeah. I wear. Because since nice. I'm losing weight, I got like these bags. Mm-hmm. Like if I, It's not bags. It's looking like my eyes are sinking in. I have the exact same thing, but yeah. you know what? You might have what I have where it's literally like the eye sockets on my skull are just fucking huge like yeah they're huge my doctor was just like i never felt someone with eye sockets that big yeah so, so i got i got fillers put in no i don't shame. i don't like it and i'm thinking about that yeah so i'm trying to just do every other thing before it comes to botox right well botox is different so i just learned about all this so botox is collagen right no no, no. botox is an actual toxin they put into an area, say, when you raise your forehead, you know, you get those lines. Yeah. So then they can put uh, this Botox in, and it's, I'm not a doctor, so I'm going to try to explain this in layman's terms. But, you know, they inject it, and then it almost kind of essentially kills that muscle temporarily mm. for, say, like three months at least to, I don't know, max a year. So it doesn't move. And so it won't move anymore. Do you know what I mean? And you oh. get it all over. You can get it in your forehead. You can get it, like, right here. They call it your crow's feet. If you have... um 
migraines where you grind your your teeth at night they can put it in your jaw like in your mandible i do grind. and then it also like will slim your jawline if you're a woman and you want that so that's why people when they have botox they look like they can't move because their face is because it's literally frozen it's like right whereas a filler is actually putting something in there to like fill it in or make so like you for under eye you'd get a filler that's what i want and that lasts like a year and um, how much five it depends where you go. Anywhere from, I would say, like four to eight. It's not bad. Yeah, but it's like per syringe. So, like, for me, it was like I had to get a full syringe under each eye because I was so hollowed out. Mm. You know, what if I, you know, for cheeks, you can split a syringe. For your lips, you can do one syringe. But, I mean, I've heard of everyone doing those areas anywhere from one syringe to three syringes. That's too much. Right. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, come out looking like, what's her name, Lisa Rinna with the <laughs> massive lips. like. <laughs> Yeah. A white lady, I have large lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you don't need your lips done, David. No, no, not at all. <laughs> this, white lady asked, this white lady asked me, where'd you get your lips done? What? <laughs> I said, in the womb. <laughs> That's a good answer. She was like, where is that? I was in like, the womb. My mother's womb. These yeah. Are, these are natural, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming like more and more L.A. Cause, like, and also, I think after you move here, you realize, it's like, yeah, everyone's super beautiful, especially like the women. and But then you also realize, these women have also had some work done where, you know, small towns where we're all from, it's like not as rampant as getting of getting Botox and fillers and all of that. I stuff. don't even start to talk about my health, uh, my health, uh, and beauty regime. Yeah. I don't even start to talk about my health and beauty regime because it's like people back home are not going to, what do you mean you get facials? You exfoliate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah I, I do. You see my skin, right? It's glowing. Uh huh. <laughs> but you don't understand. Also, it's like, and the way someone looks in real life, like I'm looking at you now, is different than say how you would look on camera. It's like right. you work so much harder to look good on camera than you do in just re- everyday life. Right. 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 Like we're in re- real life, I could look okay without makeup, but on camera, I look like a like a dying person without makeup. Oh. You don't look like a dying person. Well, on, but on camera, because, you know, I'm fair skin, like I might look, uh, you know, not so good. Gotcha. Got yeah. You, so yeah. you were telling me you had also been to Erwan for Air the first One, time. Yes. I've never been to Erwan. Tell me about this experience. I, uh, first off, Erwan is like Costco or Sam's Club. It's right? that big? No, no, no. It's not that big. But in the sense, like when I went, they had people letting you sample different mm. stuff. Okay. I bought some uh, pastaless pasta. So was, what's it made of like veggies? It was made of uh, quinoa. Oh, okay. So it's like protein. A, yeah, with a uh, vegan mayo, which was very good. Mm-hmm. And then I bought some uh, no egg potato salad. Okay. It was made out of garbanzo beans. It was very good. So wait, the pasta was already cooked. Yeah. And it, it was coated in vegan mayo. Both of these were already uh, pre-made. Got you. Okay. Hella mm-hmm. high. Okay. For small containers, like eight bucks. Wow. Yeah. And then I bought some uh, Icelandic water, naturally alkaline. So wait, water from Iceland? Yes. Okay. Give me one second, y'all. I got a call. Oh, okay. Anyway, hold it down. I'll this, hold it down. I think this is... Holding it down. <laughs> so now I'm all by myself. Matt had a call from, I believe, his agent. And now David just got a call. Now I'm here all alone in the studio all by myself. And today we are actually uh, video recording for the first time ever. Um, I didn't know ahead of time we were going to do this or else I, 
you know, what to try to make myself look cute and wear a little outfit and do my makeup and hair and do a gold facial. And I'm kidding. That's a little bit too much. But um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm trying to think what else is new this week that I can tell y'all about. Um, I started swimming for the very first time in my pool after six months of living in a new place with Adam. I had a pool and I was like, I'm going to swim in it for the first time. So I've been doing 20 laps every day and it's on the rooftops. We're in the sunshine trying to get a tan. Oh, and David is back. That David is, is back. That was a very building. quick phone call. That was not who I thought it was. So I was like, get the fuck off my mind. <laughs> I've got I'm, time for I'm you. I'm recording my podcast, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my phone on silent. I like put it away. I don't even look at it. I'm like, no. I get exp- distracted as fuck. I'm expecting a few calls. So, you know. Yeah. You know, if it's important enough, then you got to take it. Yeah. You, yeah. You never know when they see. That's a hard thing, too, for I find like family and friends that aren't in our industry to understand that it's like, you know, why I'm on my phone all the time. It's like, well, I've got like 300 casting emails I have to go through every day. Exactly. It's a lot of work. That takes at least an hour of my time. And I, I never really sit down and just devote an hour to it because they come in all throughout the day. True. So every time I have a free moment, it's like, okay, keep go, going through those emails. Like, here, I'll look at it real quick. It is 1 o'clock and I already have... 96 emails. Yeah, I I get about 150 a day. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think it also depends on, you know, how much casting website you can put in your different specs. Say, like, in your age range, if you put a larger age range, like a 10-year age range, then you have more castings coming in. You good? I think so, yeah. All right, Matt Jones is back. We missed you. David took a call, too, so I had a quick rant on my own. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> there was basically an issue, which I'll probably have to answer again. This booker was like, uh, w- I did like over 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. then my friend did about like an hour. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, they're saying that you guys weren't up there long enough. And then I was what? like, we both did a really long time. And the show was supposed to be, I think, like an hour and a half, and we both filled up more time than that. But like they, yeah, I guess the people were like, oh, they weren't up there long enough. And it's like, what? Bullshit. Yeah, you know, but th- that's, that's you know, whatever. So Dave and so, I were just speaking about yeah. how every year in L.A. you become more L.A. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know what it is? Is It's stress control. You think? Yeah, you live in a big city. You uh-huh. live in a, in, in a business that has a lot of uncertainties. And human beings have a need for certainty. And you find ways to be able to take away some of the stress, whether it's through eating healthy, mm-hmm. doing weird techniques, like from self-help books, like, making vision boards like these are the ways <laughs> that do you it have all. certainty uh-huh. you know what i mean like like if you're a plumber you fill out an application you go in for a job interview and your life has a lot of structure to it and it's a clear-cut thing of somebody telling you what to do in mm-hmm. la you don't have that no so you have to find ways to be able to find your own sanity right and people Absolutely. act like you're nuts but really they don't know what it is so people are like oh you're so la now it's like you try to do that because if you didn't do what i did and you didn't take care of yourself, mm. you would snap, and you'd be one of those people on Skid Row. The yeah. people mm-hmm. on Skid Row are the people who don't have like that kind of regimen. I'm not saying you end up on Skid Row because you don't have a vision board. That's stupid to say. <laughs> but like the thing <laughs> is, is, you <laughs> have to be able to. But the vision board works, to, okay? It, it does works. work. It does work. It does. And like it does. this year, especially, I've been taking photos off of it because I'm like, too. oh, I got all these things. You have to. You have to. You have to do the work though, too. That's the other side. Like, there's a lot of people talking about. Law of Attraction, which is all well and good, and that is real. Mm-hmm. But there's people who just do that. I know people who just, like, visualize, and they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have to do both. Yeah, you have to put the work in, you of course. To, you have to work. Yeah. You know? But, like, the point is, is, like, um, people just don't understand that, you know, you, you 
there's no one, two, three step formula for success in Hollywood. Everybody's yeah. path is different. Absolutely. But if you and my path's different than David's, David's different than mine. Yours of is course. different than his. Mm-hmm. Mine's different than yours. You know, like yeah. it's not going to be the same. Oh, thing. we're going after different things, of course, as well. Of course, we all want different things out of you yeah. know, our career. So, but if you had one, like one tip or one piece of advice of how to handle this lifestyle, give yourself some structure, and you know, you met someone brand new to LA, what would be that one thing you would tell them to do? I would tell them to focus on two things. Okay. Like, don't try to do everything. Uh-huh. Focus on two things. So, you know, for me, it's like stand-up and sketch. Like, that's, you know. Those are I, your two those things. Those are my two things I'm focused on. So, comedy and acting. You know? Okay. But, like, don't focus on a lot of things. And then also have a life. Mm-hmm. Try to, you know, do things you enjoy. Like Absolutely. One, once a week, go to the beach. Do something that de-stresses you so you don't become a weirdo. Yeah. You know, who only thinks about, like, getting somewhere else. And, you know, do healthy habits like, you know, meditate or, you know, exercise, eat healthy mm-hmm. because all these things are going to affect each other. It's like butterfly effect. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like when you do one thing, it affects the other. Yeah. You know, like you going to the gym indirectly affects your relationship because you have all that toxicity in your body. You're going to snap on people you love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, all, everything affects everything. Yeah. You know, so. I'd say that. You know? I think for me, for like stress management, I learned this thing. I think my mom told it to me, but I'm pretty sure she got it from her brother. And uh, it says every day needs to have like a 15 minute vacation. Uh-huh. So, and that could be whatever. You could go for a walk or you yeah, could do yeah. a little bit of exercise or you could watch a show or read a book or I don't know, do whatever. For me, I usually like to lay down and I'll put on like one of those sheet masks or something or, or have a cup of tea. And that's like my Uh sanity, my 15 minutes of like, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to worry about work. I'm not going to look at my phone. Just like my 15 minutes. And I guess for me, that's almost like my meditation as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, like you just, everybody's wired differently, but like just being an entrepreneur, I was actually talking to my friend, Stephen Briggs Mm -hmm. and uh, I was telling him about this thing called EFT. Oh, yeah, which the is tapping? where you tap uh-huh. on, on different acupuncture points and it calms you down. I go, dude, I go, it's so crazy because if we weren't living in L.A., we wouldn't even be having this conversation and we wouldn't be doing these things. And he <laughs> said something that made me realize. He goes, well, we wouldn't have to. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like he's saying if we weren't living here doing this, we wouldn't have to do these things. Right. Because there's, there's a certain level um, that you – when you have structure to your life and somebody's telling you what to do, there's not so much uncertainty and mm-hmm. you don't really have to always be like prime in your brain to make sure that you're in a good space. Yeah. If that makes sense. I kind of like you know? the freedom like of, you know, every day is different and you kind of just do whatever you want. It makes you really happy. Like I realized I felt like when I was living that really structured life, like for example, when I was living on a cruise ship, it was like every day was completely scheduled to the mm-hmm. minute. Or when I was in school, it was like, you know, I always knew what was expected of me, what I had to do, but Absolutely. it wasn't my choices. Yeah. And I felt like I, I was living on the hamster wheel. I agree. I, I look at people back home like crazy. Like, all y'all motherfuckers do is go to work, get off, watch some TV, go to sleep, and repeat. Mm-hmm. Every day I wake up is different from the day before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. But I'm still working harder than people who have nine to five. Exactly. You know? But I don't. It's but you like different. what you do. I do. Love. I do. That's the difference. Love. I love what I do. But here's the thing, too. People think that like, because you love what you do, that there's no stress involved, and there is. You know? When you work for yourself, there's more stress involved. Yeah, because you just have you to got, learn how to manage it. At your job, at them jobs, they got upper management taking care of stuff. 
Yeah, all you have to do is show up and do the routine, you know? But it's like, geez, have you guys seen Office Space? No, sir. Wait, the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the stapler thing at the end? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You haven't seen it, David? Uh-uh. Well, like, it's a really, really, really good movie, but, like, they're constantly, like, it's about, like, having an office job and how he's just like, I hate my job. Mm-hmm. And how he just kind of, like, stops caring. And he's like, there's a line in it where he goes, human beings aren't meant to sit around in cubicles all day long. Right. You know? And that's true. Yeah. Why not? I mean, people are not happy with their lives, period. Why do they? Why do you have so many seemingly successful people committing suicide? Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, he works at an office. He makes $180,000, $200,000 a year. Yeah, but he got to deal with you motherfuckers. And he got to <laughs> wear a suit with hard-bottom shoes every day. But then what about people yeah. like... Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. They're not people Robin in offices. Williams. Right? Robin so, Williams. Why I actually think- met somebody last night. I was doing a show, and I talked to this guy after, and he said that Robin Williams was friend was was a family friend. Mm-hmm. And I believed him. He was like a he was like a businessman that went around the country. He spent a lot of time in China. He goes, yeah, he goes, he was a really, really dear friend of our family. And he goes, I loved him. He goes, but you could never have a serious conversation with him. He goes, he was always on. And he goes, and now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh, you know, there there was probably something going on all the time in his mind, and that was his, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. his defense thing. And I'm like, because I used to be that way, uh-huh. you know, I used to always be on before I had therapy and stuff like yeah. that, you know. Uh-huh. But um, he was just talking about that. So I mean, I think sometimes success can be a way for people to like run from their problems, you know, like this will fix everything. And you have to realize it's not going to fix anything. Nope. You know, yeah. like at all. It's not. Gonna, I don't think gonna, you're ever gonna, it's gonna be gonna fix your emotions. Yeah, you're never gonna wake up one day and be like, "I'm complete," and everything is, you know, mentally and physically sound. It's like you're always gonna have to work on yourself and learn and grow. Or if you're in therapy, it's like the therapy doesn't stop. You just keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, just stop trying to fix yourself. That's the thing that I've learned. Like, stop trying to like work on yourself. Yes, but improve stop yourself. To, stop trying to fix yourself. There's nothing to fix. Like. Mm-hmm. That's a that's why self help can be so damaging because it turns into a feedback loop to where people always think oh, I'm not good enough if I one more book and then I will be a complete human being you know like mm-hmm. it's not about completing yourself mm-hmm. you know or like fixing yourself it's like you're okay like like mm-hmm. it's much better to believe like okay I'm good you know? yeah and and I'm doing the best I can and I'm gonna continue to improve yeah rather than being like you know, like so self-analytical and always trying to be able to like fix yourself, right. like being self-obsessed almost, you know? Because then think about it, it's like, okay, if you, you know, eventually one day, hypothetically, you reach this point where you feel like you're 100% complete and perfect and happy with anything, it's like, well, you, then what do you do? You want to be happy. Right? You want to be happy. There's nothing <laughs> else left to The chase to is over. It's like the game's up. What now? Yeah, sometimes life is like a hot chick that you're constantly chasing <laughs> around and trying to woo and mesmerize, you know? Okay. Fuck them hot chicks. Let them yeah. chase you. I know, but uh. you get the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Because as a girl, I've always been like, no, never chase a man. Even though I'm in a relationship, yeah. you know, when I was single, I was like, nope, don't ever chase a guy. Well, hey, the hey, less Ray, you, you chase. no relationship. I'm in no relationship. You're not. Oh, yeah, totally. The As less you chase. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed like, the less you chase the opposite sex or just even like like the less you like chase Things. getting someone pe- that you just show up, you know what I mean? Like they c- and you just kind of focus on you doing just, what you, you do. Yeah. They you like just, come up, you know, like and girls are like, hi. 
and then it's like as wait, and they're doing this with their arms. Yeah, well, because they're trying to get like in your space and everything, you know, like you just yeah. gotta treat a girl like they like you don't give a fuck. For listeners that can't see, uh, Matt just did like almost like a chicken dance. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No, if I've been ignoring women lately and just focusing only on my career. And girls have been like throwing themselves, like just hitting me up, like in my space, like hey, because they want to get what they can't have. Yeah, and I'm like, I yeah, just, bro. I'm so busy that it's like I don't have time. Right when, you, when, when you show a chick yeah. too much energy, they don't fuck with you. But when you, you think? I know. You know. It's true. Know this. Oh, okay. No, I know. Wise words from David. The, the, That's the secret. The, the book of uh, Proverbs, David's Proverbs. David's Proverbs. You can write a book David's one day. Proverbs. Yeah. Hell yeah. The proverbial wisdom <laughs> of David Lucas. I want to do a book one day, but not. Um, not advice, just like crazy stories. My my book is gonna yeah. be "Say What the Fuck You Want." Okay, you're gonna call it that. Yeah. Say what the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'll call my book yet. Because it's gonna be talking about don't hold shit in because I don't and I sleep uh-huh. so much better than a lot of these motherfuckers who don't say nothing. Right. So if you think if you I feel like this if I think it I might as well say it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is like. Hollywood and just the world in general like wants you to kind of like conform to the thing but like the thing is is like what is the thing the, though the thing is whatever's in you know oh, what okay. I mean like having the having just the being on the right side of everything you know what I mean like everyone wants to say the word fundamentalist whenever they're talking about like religious people but there's so many people who are fundamentalists you Wait, know what I mean what is it sorry what is a fundamentalist a fundamentalist is somebody who's basically the classical sense is someone who's very religious and who only sees things in black and white oh. and only sees things according to their viewpoint. There's no gray. So it's There's not a no, good thing. It's not a good. I mean, typically, like that word usually implies like rigidity or oh, whatever, you know. Okay. But like, it's in so many facets of life. There are political fundamentalists. Like mm-hmm. to me, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like I think. Both of both parties have good points, and mm-hmm. I think both parties have insane points. And when people get like too attached to their party, mm-hmm. I think they're nuts. Super far right people and super progressive people are crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Both of them, they're. Would nuts. you say you're independent then? I wouldn't say I'm anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like whoever I, I I believe is like has integrity and is telling the truth mm-hmm. is whoever I'm going to like vote. Like this year, I didn't vote for anybody. And people are like, you got to choose the lesser of the two evils. You should. You vote. mean from the 2016 election or from the from the, the 2016? Oh, okay. I thought you meant. The... I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't like anybody running. Mm-hmm. So why should I dumb it down? And people are like, well, you should vote. And I'm like, no, I don't want to because I don't like anybody running. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to do that? What about for the midterm elections? Will you vote for the midterm elections? I didn't, but I should. No. That that I'm not going to justify. You know, like because yeah. it's like. You know, I I used to be a lot more politically active than I am mm-hmm. now. You know, now it's kind of like I think I'm jaded mm-hmm. politically. I think I'm bitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of just like it's sort of like I just believe everybody's yeah. kind of full of the it, last few years know? I felt like a damn circus. <laughs> like I you can't. Know, I'm like just in the way it makes people act too. You know what I mean? Like it's so crazy to me that politically people can't just listen to each other. Like mm-hmm. people think they're being attacked a lot of times when it's like if you just sat down and listen to why this person thinks this way maybe you might actually find that you have like some sort of common ground mm-hmm. and you can actually change some things that they believe and they in turn can change some things you believe people don't listen to each other they just want to be right it has nothing to do yeah like this whole oh, i'm an activist and everything it has nothing to do with you being an act well, for a lot of people mm-hmm. for a lot of people it has to do with uh, i'm going to be right and i'm going to make you feel shameful 
And it's like, I don't have time for that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's stupid. Yeah, we're not growing you or know? moving forward as a country that way. No. I mean, what do you think, David? What's your what's your weigh-in on that? <laughs> silent. Silence. Silent. Silence. Uh, I don't fuck with politics. Yeah. That's simple. You're just not involved. Because... You just gotta you gotta kinda be like water. Learn where to flow, learn where to fit in. You know what I'm saying? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Is a president or any political person really gonna make that big of a difference in my life? Right. It's gonna be an individual. It's an inside job. So it's like I'm gonna be like water. If I need to go this way, I'm gonna flow this way. If I need to flow that way, I'm gonna flow that way. I if think I, a group people of people are looking for saviors and politicians. Like like it is crazy because I heard a lady one time say the reason why I gained 15 pounds is because of Trump. Oh, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's not Donald Trump's fault that you gained 15 pounds. I didn't vote for him. Uh-huh. But guess what? Like people need to stop blaming him for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not the reason for your unhappiness. Mm-hmm. For most people. Mm-hmm. Some people, yes. For some specific things. Yes, yeah. For some specific things. Yeah yeah. 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 Like but but what I'm saying like is Like if you're an immigrant. <laughs> right. That. But but what I'm saying is 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 before that. Mm-hmm. Before that whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. And that like I'm against that, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening. Like fervent, uh, fervently. Ditto. Ditto. I'm an immigrant, but, I'm just from the northern border. Right, right. So. I'm fervently against that. Mm-hmm. But my point is is like people are um and, and that should be spoken out against, you know. Mm-hmm. But people excluding that. Before this, people are blaming things that have nothing to do with, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like have nothing to do with, with, with them and that, you know. Like, and before that, it was it was Obama. Like, people blamed him mm-hmm. for everything. People just want somebody to blame. Yeah, dude. And the president is a scapegoat for why you can't get your life together. I was about for to why be a, your life sucks. I was about to be a millionaire before Trump got in office. Were you really? That, no, that's not <laughs> no, an excuse. That's, know. that's just what some people say. There's people who find ways to be able to, like water thing's a good analogy. There's people who find ways. You There's some things you can't fix. What is that? Turn that shit down. I don't know what that was. There's some things you can't, there's some things you're just not going to fix, and you got to flip cards and, and deal the hand you're dealt. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Nobody's going to have a perfect hand. Uh-huh. And it's like some people start closer to the mountaintop. Some people are farther down. But it's like you just have to be able to figure out, okay, how do I make this work for me? Some people are more at an advantage, mm-hmm. have more of a privilege whenever they start out. Some people have less of one. But it's like, okay, you know, this is this is the body that I'm in. This is the hand I've been dealt. I got to deal with it. Right. You know, and no one's coming to the rescue. Mm-hmm. You know, not the government. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the, that's the main thing. The government does not care about you. No. You know, definitely not. But but people want it to so bad. Yeah. Or they want to believe that like what is, for example, like a current law is what's truly like right or is going to help you or benefit you. And it's like, that's not always true. Yeah. You know, no. Some laws are meant to be broken. And, you know, I'm all for pushing back against things that are bad and and trying to, you know, change things. But I'm I'm talking about something different, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You know, sort of. Okay. I'm not going to pretend I like I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to unpack everything cuz it takes too much time, you know. And I don't like talking about politics, especially on yeah. here, you Yeah. Know? Sorry everyone. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> but we're talking kind of about everything, so, you know, that's well, what it is. Let's go ahead and wrap it up, Let's man. do it, man. I'm Put a hungry. bow on it. Put a bow on it. <laughs> All right. You got that music? 
So, guys, this has been the Stressed Out Podcast. Thanks for listening. boy, David Lucas. Matt Jones. And Haley Ray. And don't forget, hit us up. Uh, we about to have some new and exciting things coming for you guys. Yes. It'll be our one-year anniversary in like five months, right? So we gotta- <laughs> That's a <laughs> long way away, bro. Like, I think October like- we started, right? I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, find know, us Anita. on Instagram at Stress Out Podcast, on Twitter at Stress Out Pod. We also have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Yeah, we out. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.